Hey, all. Welcome to the podcast. It's been amazing to hear the stories from you about how the podcast has impacted you. Now, we need your help. We don't ask for anything or run any sponsored ads. Our goal is to bring you authentic content and share the love of Jesus. We need your help to continue spreading that message. One of those ways is sharing it with a friend. The other is pausing the podcast right now, go into wherever you listen, and leave us a rating and review. Thanks so much. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. Super pumped that I get to be in the studio again and kind of follow up to what we talked about last week. I've gotten even more clarity from God this week after just pressing into what we talked about. So if you didn't hear it, you may want to stop this and jump back to last week where we talked about life being hard and what we can do in the middle of it to just keep going. And I said three things that were really on my heart were being present, being curious, and listening really well. And so how do we do that? I can tell you how I start my days off to make sure I'm listening to the King of Kings, my Creator, my Father, my Savior, Jesus, who loves me so much. And I do that by either sometimes being wide awake and able to jump out of bed and grab my Bible and journal and, you know, sit with Him immediately. Sometimes I wake up not (laughs) too excited to be up or, you know, just more groggy, harder to get up. And so then I'll grab my phone and turn on the Dwell app, which reads scripture to me. There's all different types of ways it reads scripture and different music that goes with it. And so there's plenty of different options on there. And sometimes I'll grab my phone and my earbuds and play worship music. But just to center myself on Him, to be present with Him, listening and praising Him. And that is a great way to start the day off. And then That will help you be able to be present with Him all day long, no matter if I'm recording a podcast or in a meeting or whatever I'm doing, I'm still present with Him because the Holy Spirit will speak and like, okay, here's how you know you need to talk to this person or here's how you press into this situation. Here's what's next for today. So He is guiding us. His Word says He will. And we seek Him with all our hearts. So we surrender very first thing each day, our hearts and our minds to Him and be so excited about how He's going to transform our hearts and minds throughout the day as we are curious to see what He's going to do. We can also take a moment to say, God, I'm excited about the invitation. What are you going to show me today? What are you going to ask me to do today? Where am I going to be able to be with you and experience you more? And then as you get going throughout the day, you know, whether you're at home with a family or you're, I don't know, in a dorm room with roommates or wherever you are, um, just being able to be present with those people. So for me, when I wake up, I'm with my son, Holton. Usually, you know, he's getting ready. I'm fixing his breakfast, his lunch. So begin to be present with him, not thinking about what's coming next, not what email I need to write or, you know, what we're going to have to do, cook for dinner. But just centering in on, okay, Holton, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? How can I um, pray with you? You know, what are you excited about today that's going to happen? Are you being anxious about anything? Like, is there anything we can talk through, opening up the Word and going through Scripture with Him? So that's how I can be curious. And then with my husband, Charlie, you know, just saying, hey, what are you excited about today? 
and how can I pray for you during this day? And then sitting down and having breakfast. So that means getting up early enough where I'm not rushing to do things where I can sit and be present with them. So that takes intentionality, right? I'm not really good. I love these blogs that are written and all these people that say, I do all these steps. You know, here's eight steps to do the night before. um, So you'll be great when you wake up in the morning. I have yet to be able to conquer that and do that well. um, But that is something, a good goal that I would like to be able to accomplish. Being able to lay out things so that it's easier in the morning. You're not rushing around for getting stuff. You know, have you ever been like that? Scrambling, hurry, oh, we got to get in the car. And everything was rushed. You're like, whoo. That took a lot of energy out of my day. So being present starts really before the moment of breakfast at my house. It starts, you know, way earlier with me making sure I have plenty of time. I get out of bed to have plenty of time. And then making sure I listen to them well so that I can pray for them throughout the day. And then when I pick him up from school or I see him again or see my husband or at dinner, I can follow up with the things that they talked about. So that shows that I'm really listening, that I care, that I'm present with them. Another thing, you know, I thought about a lot of people talk about are are ways to listen well and be present. You know, of course, we have eye contact, our body language, really listening to understand, not interrupting. I have a problem with that sometimes. Asking good questions, um, just not rushing, looking for the connections around you, and then taking the next steps needed are some of the things I wrote down, Um, but people will know, like, if you're curious and really care, right? How many times does this happen on a daily basis, weekly basis? You know, you see someone and you say, hey, how are you doing? You might wave, um, but you don't even slow down. Like, you're just heading toward each other and then you walk past, like at church or wherever you may be, and you, you weren't really present with that person or curious or listening because we, we didn't even stop, you know? So instead of rushing by, unless there's somewhere we just have to get to, taking a moment and stopping and saying, you know, you might say, hi, how are you when you're walking up, but literally stop and say, how are you really doing? I really care about how you're doing. So I did this the other day. I was going on a field trip and there was a mom that I don't know really well, but we both were kind of walking in at the same time to the school. And I just said, hi, how are you? And she said the same thing. And I said, hey, can you just experiment with me for a minute? How are you really doing? And she just paused and didn't say anything. So I said, how did that question make you feel? And she said, well, good if I know you really care about me and want to know. And I said, yes, actually I do. So then she began to share with me and it was really good. And then we kind of stayed in contact throughout the day, actually went out to eat lunch together Um took the kids and did that after the field trip. So I really am so thankful for that moment. I loved that moment and just want to do that more, more often. So these are just a couple examples I have. Of course, you don't have to do the same thing, but maybe it will help you think and some things will come to mind um, where you think, oh yeah, I wasn't present and I really want to be present next time. So don't beat yourself up. Um, A thing a coach has said to me recently is fear, shame, and guilt are never good advisors. Think about that. Fear, shame, and guilt are not advisors you want to listen to. How many times do we speak self-talk to ourselves that come out of fear, shame, and guilt? So if I mess up about something, 
I don't have to beat myself up. I can just say, God, this is wrong. My thinking was wrong. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And then move on and ask him to help you the next time you're in that same situation. Um, I was able to talking about being present. So my son, we were at my mom's. Um, she had picked him up and I went over there to have dinner and he did not want to eat there because he wanted to get to the church and eat. And she had cooked roast and all this stuff. And it was so good. I love roast, mashed potatoes, gravy. Like it was really good. Purple whole peas. And I was so excited to eat. But he kept, let's go, mom, let's go. Hurry up, hurry up, let's go, let's go. You know, just really rushing and probably hurt my mom's feelings that he didn't eat or take time and he just wanted to rush out. Even though in his little eight-year-old mind, I'm sure he's thinking, I want to get there and see my friends. I want to have a hamburger. I want to go play football in the gym um, before class starts. So yeah, he's eight years old. But when we got in the car, I was able to say, hey, Holton, let's talk about this for a minute. And I just, you know, explained to him, my mom went, you know, his grandma went to a lot of work to cook. It was really good food. And we talked through it. Do you think that might've hurt her feelings? And, um, you know, rushing isn't always so good. So like, you know, you didn't take an opportunity to be present because I've been talking to him about these same things. But instead of just like using it to shame him and make him feel just terrible, I was like, you know what, but it's okay because we're just going to move on from this. I just wanted to mention it to you so you can think about it. And it really worked with him because he got really quiet and he was thinking. And I could just tell that he was really intentionally listening. And I really believe that probably won't happen again. Or if it starts to happen in his eight-year-old brain, you know, he will think about it or I'll be able to bring it up again. So Anyway, I just, in that moment while I was talking to him, I was like, make sure there's no shame and guilt that is coming in this conversation. So I was quick to try to say, hey, it's okay. I understand, you know, why you wanted to get to church and you were so excited. Let's just think about not doing it again. So we just talked about it and then we let it go. You know, ask God for forgiveness, ask grandma for forgiveness, and we let it go. We don't have to sit in it. And I just thought that was a really good example, tangibly, that I was able to work that out with him. So I think probably everyone needs to hear that because we, oh gosh, we can listen to voices that are not from the Lord. And so we need to be intentional about saying no to those voices, turning away from them and intentionally turning to God and his word. And journaling is a great way to be present and reflect, right? So even in journaling and listening to God and writing down the things that you'd heard and and you're pondering, you know, scripture and really reflecting on those and and how you can move to the next step and learn from each thing that's happening. Kind of like that's what Holton and I were doing, reflecting. Um, I put down posture. I think it's real important sometimes for me to get on my knees and just say, hey, I am not God. You are. And I just give myself to you and surrender all. And unless you do it, you know, it's not going to be good. And just that posture of humbling myself before him daily is really a way to be present with him. Um, Okay, so back to Holton, I thought another good example was football, sports. So he just wants to play football nonstop or watch it. And baseball and basketball, it's just he eats it up and a ball is constantly being thrown in our house and outside or watching on TV. Or sometimes he's watching football on TV and throwing the ball. and 
he likes to come and tackle me onto the couch. You know, I'll be walking by and he just comes right at me, tackles me onto the couch. And so he's full of energy. And for me, I'm old and tired a lot of times. And so I'm like, just leave me alone. But then, you know, be present comes into my head and I'm like, okay, I got to be present. This is his world. This is where he is. And if I'm going to have a great relationship with him, I'm going to have to enter that world. And so just sitting down with him. So he was watching football and I just grabbed a blanket and sat down with him and, and said, you know, tell me about these teams. What, um, what's your favorite player? And just asking questions about the game. Why do you love it so much? And then actually playing with him one Saturday, we played for hours football. Um, some friends came over and all the kids wanted the two moms to play and they just loved it. And I was actually able to score a touchdown, but, um, just having fun in it and really listening to him. A lot of kids want time with their parents. And so when we do that, they're going to be much more open to having a conversation with us when we need to talk about some of the hard things. So that's one way to be present with him and just curious and listen to what he says. We can learn a lot when we ask questions, right? Maybe um, leading a meeting is another one. I'm not sure if I've ever talked about this on here, probably have, but like I can be really quick in my thinking, throw out a lot of stuff, ready to move really fast on my team. Thank goodness I've got people that are not like that. They're much slower. They process, they take time and they wait, um, which is where I'm trying to get to. So I have learned, not perfect at it, but to try to be careful not to just run past, but ask questions and then stop and listen without interruption because I'm going to learn things and see things through their eyes that I would have just missed and could get us in trouble if I just make a decision on my own. So being collaborative with any group that you're in and listening, asking questions and yeah, that's a great way to be present so someone doesn't feel left out or like they don't have the chance to speak into something. And also so the rest of the group doesn't miss some important insight and wisdom that someone has that would really help the outcome of decisions you're making and in, in your next steps. And then, of course, people around you, friends, family, coworkers, like people struggle um, with a lot of things. So taking time to really check on people. So not only when you're passing somebody, how are you really doing, but, you know, taking time to, it could be write letters, call people up, FaceTime people, but having communication, good communication, pressing into relationships, checking on people, just check on people. Maybe there's somebody you need to check on right now. Do it. Make time. A lot of times you need to do it right then. Don't wait because then you forget. Like me, know people's love languages if you can, people that are really close to you. Do they really enjoy time, quality time? Is that something that that they love to be invested in with people that really ministers to them? Do they love acts of service? Um, you know, there's different types of ways people experience others caring for them. One thing I've learned to help me be more present in relationships is not to schedule too many things. For instance, let's say a weekend. If I schedule like a get together, some type of thing that requires a lot of a lot of energy on a Friday night, and then if I also have maybe like a conference on Saturday or another get together Saturday night, and then church on Sunday morning, and then Sunday night having to get ready for the next day, um, that's too much because I have not 
put any time in to really be able to rest, reflect, and be present with the Lord, or maybe just be present with my family without other people around. And so I'm learning that my energy will quickly be depleted. And so if I have a lot of different things like that in one weekend, I won't be able to have enough energy to do all of those well and to be present in all of them. So thinking about scheduling um, and what you say yes to. It's better to say yes to just one or two things than a bunch so you can be really present in those places where you are. And in order to do that, to know what to say yes to and what to say no to, that brings us back to listening and being present with Jesus. So we don't commit to something we really don't have energy to do. Another thing is taking care of myself. And so sleep is super important. If I'm going to be able to get up and be present during the day, I need to get a good night's sleep the night before. And everyone knows their body. um, So find out how many hours of sleep you need to be really well and fit and present the next day. Eating really good food. Um, You know, if you put a lot of sugar, a lot of caffeine, junk in your body that makes your mind, can make it groggy, make you sleepy, just make it fuzzy. And then you're not able to be present because you're just like trying to keep your head up. And I know that I've been there. So I've really been trying to eat more healthy so that my mind can be clear and really feel like being present with people. Spending some time learning and reading, that's a great place to be present because growing should be an important thing for us. We want to grow in the Lord. We want to grow in our relationships. We want to grow in learning things we need to learn for where we are in life. Those are just a few things I wrote down that I think really play into this. I want to end by sharing a verse or two with you from Hebrews chapter 10 that I think is really good um, for this podcast. So in Hebrews chapter 10, we see that it's all about Jesus. Wow, what he's done for us and that he has paid the one true sacrifice, the final sacrifice. Like we are clean and being sanctified in him, we have forgiveness of sin. And so we can rest in that. We can draw near him. We can have faith in him because of the blood of Jesus and what he's done. So looking at verses 23, 24, and 25, I'm just going to read that for you. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Love this. couple words stick out to me. Wavering, consider, stir up. So looking at wavering, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. So our hope is Jesus. Our hope is He is coming. Our hope is because of his blood and what he's done for us, the forgiveness of sins we have through his death and resurrection. Keep that in our mind. Hold fast to it. Don't let it go. Worship him and praise him. So without wavering. So as things come, the hard things like we've been talking about, don't let those throw us over. Don't let those lead to guilt, shame, and fear as the voices we're hearing. But remember his voice, what he has said about him and what he has said about us. And don't waver on the hope we have in Jesus. I love that because it says, for he 
who promised is faithful. He is faithful. If you've read the Bible, you see that he promises things and he always keeps his promises. So he will keep his promise that he's coming back for us. He will keep his promise that he's here with us going through everything. He will keep his promises to you. And then the word consider. Let us consider. To me, that's like being present, being curious, ponder, think about. Think about what? How to stir up one another to what? Love and good works. Stir up one another. Consider is another word that stands out. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. I love that. Consider, you got to be present to consider, right? You have to be curious. Consider and listen to what God's saying when you ponder and ask God, how can I be involved in loving people, encouraging one another, and speaking truth into one another and bouncing ideas off. I love a good whiteboard and brainstorming session. So I think about that when I think of stir up and you're just with people. So everything we've talked about, I feel like this kind of sums it up to stir up one another to love and good works. So just think about that and how can God use you to stir up a situation to stir up a person, to stir up a people, to, you know, really press into something. And sometimes that means asking hard questions. Sometimes it means just sitting with someone and not saying anything. And then at the end, it talks about encouraging one another. So it talks about meeting together, so being with one another, but encouraging one another. So as we hang on to the hope that Jesus has given us and don't waver, As we're considering, so as we're going through the day, we're pondering, we're thinking about how to love one another, how to do good for God, and that is going to lead to encouraging one another, right? And so I'm sure that you've got some things that have come to mind. Maybe you need to jump off this podcast, call someone, go visit someone, reach out to someone who needs encouragement, who needs God's love, who needs a friend, a hug. So let's think about that. Let's pray together. How can God use us to stir one another up? So think about your community, all those that God has put around you, and just listen for how he's going to lead you to be a part of that community. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions or like information about North Star, please email us at podcast at nsa.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.